0: We are live. We're live. There Woo-hoo. it is. It Woo-hoo. is fun time. Fire time. Fire time. All right. All you business pro. Out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review and help other like-minded business owners find value from our guests, that side. uh, As we rise up in those podcast rankings, we will really appreciate it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on and learn from you too. Go to www.businessbros.biz slash podcast guest to schedule your time. And don't forget to follow us on all of our social media at Business Bros Pod. We are so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest on the Business Bros Pod. Make that two incredible guests. These gentlemen are the co-authors of the number one best-selling book on Amazon in both business communication skills and organizational learning called... Solving the people problem, essential skills you need to lead and succeed in today's workplace. If you are in the process of building building a team, you will not want to miss today's episode. Our guests understand that no matter what business we are in, we are always managing our human-to-human connections. The most successful businesses are the ones that have the most effective and efficient collaboration between people, and our guests today have a ton of experience in radically improving employee engagement and team collaboration. collaboration we're so excited to have these two awesome guests on the show today so without any further delay let's welcome to the show these amazon best-selling authors brett cooper and evans shut up and sit
1: down
2: Ladies and gents, oh, we got wow. four bros in the show. Love it, love it, love it. Man, bro, people problem, bro, business bro, insurance bro. I love it. It's all the bros. Perfect. All the bros. All right. All right. I'm I'm pumped, guys. I'm I'm super excited. Uh we had a little bit of conversation before the show. We got so much great personality and people that we're gonna talk to. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start it from the top. I'm gonna let you guys uh tell me a little bit about what you're up to these days. Let's start off with Brett. Uh tell me tell me what's going on with you, Brett.
3: Yeah, well, we just wrote out this book, uh, Solving the People Problem. Uh, it, uh, first week, it, it went right up to bestseller status on Amazon, as mm-hmm. James, you talked about there. We're thrilled about that. Right now, we got, uh, I think we're up to 45 ratings on uh, book reviews on Amazon, all five stars. We got a perfect five star rating. Uh, hopefully, we can keep that going. Um, the hey, uh,
1: I, uh, a tan. A tan.
3: <laughs> if Amazon is no here. If Amazon stars. could give us 10 stars, I would love that. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Now, but the, 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 this book, you know, we'll we'll talk about the ideas in the book, but it's basically the culmination of the 20 years that Evans and I have been working together uh, as organizational health consultants. Well,
2: Evans, what is the people problem? What's going on there?
4: Yeah. So I, I think a lot of people think that they have people problems in their business. And, and we talk about that as if the people are the problem. What we found working with all kinds of organizations around the world is actually the problem isn't really people; it's our inability to really hear one another, understand one another, and be able to react to one another in a really positive way. It's it's that we just we we're not clued into one another, right? We we find those differences between us, and instead of gathering the the strength that we can get out of those, we tend to focus on what that limits us rather than those, rather than the possibilities. And that's oh, and that's where- really where we want to get people.
2: We're at a perfect time in mm-hmm. uh, in American history where the people problem tends to be very focused on you know everybody else, right? Nobody ever looks right. in the mirror and realizes right. that you know, usually the people problem is the problem that's looking back at you in the mirror, your ability to yeah. not understand what's going on, not be empathetic. Uh, it's just about you, what can I get? What can I what can I prosper from right now without taking into consideration that, hey, other people are living their lives as well. They all are trying to do better for themselves as well. How do we get that thing and, and put it together? How how is it that we can get somebody else to understand? Because I'm of the mindset that I can never change anybody else.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We actually talk about a model in the book called disk Q that we use that starts with self-awareness. And that, that's exactly what it is, right? It's it's how aware are you of your own kind of, you know, your own traits, your own patterns, your own personality preferences and your communication patterns. That's the that's the first key. If you don't understand yourself, you don't understand how other people are interpreting you, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if you don't know how the world sees you, how the heck are you going to be able to adjust what you need to do to be more effective with the people that you want to work with?
2: Well, tell me about the disc, the disc EQ. I mean, that's a personality test, right?
3: Actually, no, that, well, there's two parts of it. So I'll give you an overview and then I'll, I'll, Evans, I'll let you fill in here a little bit. Uh, Really it's emotional intelligence model first and foremost. So emotional intelligence is all about being able to know your own emotions and be able to manage them and understand kind of the emotions of other people and be able to interact with them. So the model in our book is DISC-EQ, and it has four elements to it. The first element, as I mentioned already, is self-awareness. The second element is the application of that self-awareness, which is do you choose your actions wisely? The third element is do you know other people's styles? And mm. then the fourth element is, do you use that knowledge about yourself and other people to adapt your behavior for mutual benefit? So it's really about an emotional intelligence model, you know, knowing yourself, knowing others, and applying that knowledge to interact more effectively. And emotional intelligence is an idea that's been around for over 20 years. It's helped a ton of organizations and teams really get a whole lot better. The gap in the history of emotional intelligence is there hasn't been really a language to say, okay, well, how do I understand myself? And how do I understand other people? So what we've done, outlined in this book, we've taken DISC, which is a personality styles assessment, Um, it's got almost a hundred years of history to it. So it's a proven methodology and a proven language. And we've taken that and we've blended that with emotional intelligence to create this model of disc EQ to help people improve their emotional intelligence and work better with each other.
2: Evans, what kind of style are you bringing to this, to this, uh, to this disc EQ?
4: So my style is, I tend to be a little bit more cautious and reflective. I tend to be a little bit, uh, slower to jump into conversation you may have noticed brett uh does not fall in that same place in the style matrix <laughs> as i do
2: not at all i got, I got uh, tons uh, energy right
4: <laughs> yeah uh I'm, I'm i'm just happy frequently he actually does all the introductions and everything and then i hopefully can catch up some somewhere <laughs> later on uh, i tend to be more on the other style i tend to be a little bit more toward uh being accepting and warm as is brett we we tend to for new people for new ideas we tend to be really accepting of those trying to prove them, trying to support those, and then waiting to see if we need to back off of that a little bit. The other side of that uh, particular uh, axis is that some people, are, uh, they're going to challenge stuff right up front. New people, new ideas, it's kind of the prove it to me first. So uh, so if we take those two axes, it breaks out that style. So my style is technically called a C for steadiness. Uh, I tend to I think things through before I, sh- I share them. Uh Brett and I obviously we are different styles. He's much more up there And what I would think of kind of as a talk it through leader. Um Brett, I think, frequently starts conversations with me where the sentence starts without his knowing where that sentence is going to end. Is there a problem with that?
0: Yeah.
4: And, and, oh boy. and this go, going back to what you had said uh earlier, Ernan, this is really about the fact that all I got is me as a as as a person. I, and if I want to make any impact on that, I've got to change me. Mm-hmm. It's not that I've got to be really different, but I've got to be aware of those other styles and I've got to be able to flex a little bit toward those other styles to make that work better. One of the one of the subtitles we were talking about for this book as we were writing it was uh, solving the people problem and it's you because we, <laughs> we're really, we agree with you guys wholeheartedly. Uh, our, our publisher thought that might be pushing a little bit too far, but we agree with you entirely. All I can change is me. I don't, get, he ain't lying. Yeah, I don't get improvement by waiting for others to to change. I get improvement when I change so that we can work better together. So it's really about personal responsibility. It's about gaining a better understanding of myself, my emotions. What are the things that I do well? What are the things that I probably got to work on a little bit? And then how can I use that to make sure that we're going to be more successful moving forward?
0: You so, know, I, I actually have, I have a question here. Um, yeah. To to your point, how do you use that? So one of the things, Brett, that you said was that people will have all of this information about what their personality type is, but we don't know how to apply that in our work or in our personal relationships. So how does uh, disk EQ get applied in the real world?
3: Well, and that's, you're hitting it right on the head, James. You know, there's, there's a lot of people and a lot of organizations that use tools like personality style uh, assessments, like disc or MBTI or Enneagram. And far too often those things turn into, Hey, it's a workshop. I went to a workshop. I learned a couple of things. All right. Did that check that box. I'm going back to life as it, as it used to be. What, what we really promote is, Hey, you learn this stuff but then you use it over and over and over again. So you know, it's, it's fantastic to know your own style, but where this really comes to life, James, is when people that work together all do this together and they all learn about their styles and they start talking about it, right? Mm. And and they embrace it. We talk a lot in this book about honoring uh, or understanding and honoring differences in people. And that being able to honor Different styles is exactly what it what it sounds like. It's 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 saying, okay, I'm not getting frustrated because you're different than me. I'm actually going to honor that. I'm going to embrace that, and it's really it's a learning process, James. It's not something that people learn overnight. It's you learn again and again and again. I'll tell you, Evans and I are continuously continuously picking up new little nuggets around. Oh, so my style came to play there a little bit too much. I need to set that back a little bit.
2: Well, when you when you talk about that, it's, it's funny because I've gone to a number of different trainings that have this personality test, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, and you do learn a little bit about yourself and you're right. The implementation gets a little bit tough, but um, the other side of what you're doing is the EQ side, right? So it's one thing yeah. to understand how your personality is uh, and how you affect the room or how you affect the conversation. But the other side of that is... Other people are going to have opinions all the time. They're going to judge you. They're going to think something mm-hmm. of you. They're going to think you're pushy, whatever. And then, uh, being in the space that we're in, you know, when you when you put yourself publicly out there to have an opinion, there's going to be people who disagree with you, and then they're, they're gonna they're gonna punch back mm-hmm. a little bit. And sometimes it's in all caps and bolded letters, right? And it's it's showing up online. How, you know, then we have to deal with that we have to internalize that and we can have multiple reactions to those situations some of them where you, i mean you've seen it i'm sure where all of a sudden you're on a facebook post and there's a bill along all of a sudden you're like 300 comments what's that about and it's just back and forth back and forth back and forth or somebody cuts you off on the freeway and now you're you're speeding over to catch up to them to cut them off at what point do we take, uh, you know, that dispersonality test and apply some of those EQ strategies so that we have a productive day, so that we're not losing our shit, essentially, right? And and make, making sure that we're, we're productive and moving forward.
4: Yeah. So so actually, this happens in a bunch of different ways, and it, it kind of comes from our style, actually. So uh, so where frequently people get kind of amped up, some of us actually amp back. Mm-hmm. We're actually more likely to. Remove ourselves from the conversation, um, and mm-hmm. and I think it's it's incumbent on all of us to say how do I stay in the conversation to get the issue dealt with, without all of the personal uh, damage that we can cause when we let our emotions just run free, right? I mean, sometimes sometimes it's about creating a little bit of space to let off a little bit of steam. Sometimes it's about heck, my team all knows if I get quiet, they're going to challenge. Am I actually agreeing or have I just pulled back from a contentious situation? Right, Mm. Conflict is critical. Conflict's got to happen because conflict around ideas is what enables us to make decisions and be able to move forward. Mm -hmm. But we've got to be able to do that in a way that lets all of us actually participate. And all too often, if we don't monitor those things, that conflict goes from being productive conflict to really destructive conflict. Mm-hmm. And and emotional intelligence is about building the skills before I'm in that situation so that I don't hit that situation as frequently. And also oh. having the emotional intelligence to be able to apologize if I got there. Well, part of part of what you're
2: talking about is is that communication aspect of mm-hmm. it, right? So uh, yeah. and, and I talk to people all the time about this. I'm like, look, the reason why you you don't understand taxes, by the way, it's written in English, you just don't speak the language of taxes. You know, the reason why you're you're not understanding what's going on in real estate, yeah, that's in English as well. It's just you don't speak real estate. So yeah. if you don't understand some of the feelings, if you can't put a name to some of the feelings that you're feeling or some of the personality types that you have, it's really difficult to even, you know, identify what those things are. So can you tell me about, you know, what are some of the vocabulary terms or some of the things that people should understand when it comes to dealing with their, with the disk EQ?
3: Yeah. And that's, that's exactly the, the, the reason that we put this together, this DISC emotional intelligence, was to create that language to help people understand, uh, you know, how can, I, how can I better understand different people and myself with this language? So the, the DISC language allows us to look at four different primary styles. Uh, there's a D, an I, an S, and a C. D is, stands for dominance. These are people that focus on results and action. They're, they're always challenging ideas and uh, challenging different people. You have I. I'm your Huckleberry. There you go. He's definitely a, a D. You got your I's. Uh, that's where I fall, uh, where we're, we're all about enthusiasm and action, collaboration, working together with folks. Um, I stands for influence. S is steadiness. That's where Evans sits. Uh, Evans is more focused on things like support and kind of keeping things stable, uh, still very much focused on collaboration. And then the third, the fourth category is C for conscientiousness and conscientiousness folks. These are the folks that care about accuracy first and foremost, right? They, they want things to be right. They don't like a lot of change and they're going to challenge your thinking. And uh, what happens is once you start to understand this language and when different people on on the team start to understand, oh, I'm a D, I'm an I, you you start to understand, okay, these are some of the typical kind of personality traits, communication preferences, if you will. And we can start to work within those. Um, D's and I's, for example, are much more fast paced. Mm -hmm. So they're the ones who are going to be more talkative in meetings whereas S's and C's tend to be a little bit more reserved. So if we get a team that understands even that right there, we can have the I's and the, and the D's start to self-regulate a little bit, right? And, and kind of catch themselves when, hey, if, if you've been talking the entire time, and no one else has said anything, it might be time for you to kind of button it up and back <laughs> up. And this is a work in progress for everybody. It's certainly work in progress for me, right? You can, you can tell that's that's kind of thing. But it also works for the other folks, because if the S's and the C's who are more reserved and typically more quiet, if they realize that, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not really sharing any, anything in this meeting. I'm, I'm being quiet because that's my natural style. They can find the, uh, the energy, if you will, to say, okay, I, even though I'm not really a talk-it-through kind of guy or a talk-it-through kind of gal, I can step up here a little bit and say what I need to say. So it's, it's about understanding those different um, uh, traits and living within them more effectively. So
2: I'm very skeptical when it comes to putting people in particular boxes, right? I feel like we aren't all just one thing. So when That's you take good. a when you take a personality test like that and you get something, Ain't no
3: thing like me, set me.
2: Right. And and that's, that's kind of the issue, right? We all have this personality type. Like I know that the way, the way Evans is reserved. I know if, if I have a disagreement with my wife, that's how I become, I become like, you know, I'd rather not argue this point and I will, I will just, stop right and and you know for the for the most part she gets upset because i they feel like she wants to argue and i'm like nope i'm done and I, I cut it off and so that's a different personality type than for example when i'm on the show now i want to have more energy and i want to make sure i'm talking to people or when we're uh sitting down and brainstorming now i'm just spewing out things all the time because that's how we do our brainstorming session mm-hmm. so uh where can somebody go to figure out how to take a personality test and is and are they stuck in the one box or the other
4: yeah, so so they can take a, a test. They can go out to our site and and actually access a personality test that is very scientifically robust. Uh, uses computer adaptive testing to kind of check on what uh, you know where you really are in terms of your most comfortable, most natural style. Because you hit on a couple of really key things that are very important around this disc. If you think about where you are in that. It's kind of where your natural style is, but we all have all four of those styles in us. There's just one where we normally come from, right? And emotional intelligence is getting better at being able to spread what our comfort zone is so that we can call on some of those other skills that we don't tend to always go. They're not our go to skills, but they may be necessary in certain cases. So we want to be able to bring those out, right? All of us actually have all four styles. I can actually. Be pretty darn direct at times. Mm-hmm. It takes me a little bit more work to get there, right? But but I need to get better at knowing when I want to do those things. The other thing I'd say, there are a whole lot of ways in which I interact with my wife that may not be my natural style, but they're learned behaviors. We've been together <laughs> for 38 years. I'd like to keep that the case. So there are some learned behaviors that aren't may not be my just natural style, right? We all learn along the way. But it's really kind of, it's gaining that appreciation for what comes from those other styles that we really want to use. And 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 understanding that what goes behind that is actually almost a little bit of a different thought process. I, I, I'll give an example here uh, real quickly. I'll call out Brett because he's on there and I'm talking right now. Um, we actually hired a, a, a person to run our operations. And when we brought that person in, because uh, Brett and I, um, that whole accuracy and real detail oriented, that's kind of not our go-to thing up front, right? Not so we default. brought in somebody. <laughs> not that is not my default. Actually, that's one that's going to be a real stretch for me, to be honest. Um, we brought in somebody specifically to do that. They were, uh, in terms of the disc language, they were a, a hardcore C. Accuracy was all about it, right? Don't rush me. Let me get it perfect. Absolutely perfect that's what we really wanted to have in there right um and uh the person we hired called me a couple of weeks into the job and said i am getting no work from brett nothing he's not sending anything my way right so I was like brett we we hired her to to do all this stuff he goes oh but that stuff is horrible it's really annoying work and uh, you know I didn't want to scare her away when she first joined the company I was like we hired her because she likes that stuff. I know you hate it, <laughs>
1: right?
4: It's, but we get we get so trapped in our own way of looking at the world that we think that's how other people are, and and they're not. They're not. Yeah. Right? We got to gain that appreciation.
2: Yeah,
3: Brian,
4: I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you
2: add your two cents here. You got picked on a little bit.
3: Yeah, right. 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 I'm, I'm used to it now. After after 20 years, uh, we we've developed quite a bromance, and and he picks on me quite a bit. But it's all good. Uh, but but yeah, his, the example he was just giving is exactly right. You know, I, I I'm thinking, okay, that stuff's boring. You know, this, this this woman's brand new to the team. I want her to be excited. I want her to be engaged. And she's like, I don't want to be excited and engaged. I want to get stuff done. Right. I want to get it done right. Give me some stuff I can do and close the door and not talk to anybody. I'm like, oh, that sounds horrible, but okay, here you go. Um so and 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 that's really the uh you know the cornerstone of emotional intelligence, right? It's about understanding these things. So, you know, the 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 idea that you mentioned around, you know, it, it can be really dangerous if you start labeling people. That's the last thing we want to do. Really, what we try to do with this is use those labels. To start to make some generalizations around what are our communication styles and what are our behavioral patterns. So, for example, with me, classically as as that kind of I style, well, some of some of those characteristics that I have, little impulsive. You know, I fall in love with ideas and I just go go go. Matter of fact, we were we were we we do this little exercise with clients a lot called the appreciation seat. And one time we did it with our own team. The appreciation seat goes like this. You get your team and everybody sits around uh, a table or these days sits around on Zoom. And (laughs) you do two things. You do two rounds. The first round, you put somebody in the, what we call the appreciation seat. And everybody else goes around and says, you know, hey, here's something that you do that really helps the team. You know, it really pushes us forward. Thanks. Keep doing that. Then we go back around because we're all about improving and getting better as a team. So we go back around and everybody has an opportunity to say, here's one thing that you do that slows down the team. And maybe you Mm -hmm. can kind of pull that back a little bit. Well, this time when we were doing the appreciation seat, one of our colleagues, this woman named Renee, comes to me, uh, I'm on the appreciation seat, and she says, all right, Brett, you know, one of the things that you do that's so helpful for the team is you're always ideating. You're always thinking about the future, what's gonna be next for us, and you're pushing us forward. And that's great. Thank you for doing that. And then some other people went around. Then we got back to Renee. And now she says, you know, the thing that, Brett, you do that really slows down the team is you're always ideating.
1: (laughs) We
3: we, we make a decision. (laughs) We start working on something. And, you know, we're trying to get done. And you're always already off to the next thing. And for me, that was actually a, uh, a, a moment, a eureka moment, an aha moment. Of emotional intelligence kind of click up because I still that that happened what Evans eight years ago probably yeah it was, yeah. yeah it was quite um, a while. oh wow and, and 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 it still lives very large in my memory and I catch myself when we're in in in, in team meetings I catch myself saying okay you know what Renee is telling me stop it. And and that's really what we're trying to do with this combination of disk and EQ. So it's not about the are you a D, I S or a C. It's really around, okay, can everybody on the team understand what those tendencies are, what those behavioral patterns are, and start to watch them? And because yeah. one, one of the one of the truisms is anything that's a strength, if you overuse it, it can become a weakness. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's that's true in in all areas of life and nothing can be um, uh, that's exactly the same here with emotional intelligence as well. No, that's
2: a that's a great example. I mean, my dad used to say the same thing. Pride was my greatest attribute and also my detriment. Right, it's the thing that held mm-hmm. me back at the same time. Uh, and and uh, it, what you described there was was actually pretty powerful. We sit down and we talk to our our team this weekend. Actually, we were we were working on on doing some brainstorming stuff, and we actually hinted on some of these personality types. Like you know, our, mm-hmm. our admin Corey, he he is not a salesperson. He does not want to pick up the phone and talk to you know anybody about anything other than whatever. Gets his job done, but he'll sit behind a desk and he'll research stuff and he'll pull you know pull statements. He does that really really well. That's what he wants to do, uh, and and that's that's awesome. The other thing that you touched on, which was pretty powerful, and I want to know how this kind of plays into you know the your, your book as well, um, is. You put people in that appreciation seat and you open something called vulnerability. All of a sudden, yeah. that seat is not only, you know, thank you for telling me how awesome I am, it's also thank you for telling me how low I am or well, how you're how I'm hurting. That has actually two effects that I've noticed uh, in, in the mm-hmm. teaching space. I always go at the beginning of the school year and put people in as many vulnerable situations as I can by leading and being in that vulnerable situation myself. It opens up the uh, your, your empathetic uh, I don't know tuned or waves right. You start mm-hmm. feeling for each other. You make a connection with each other, and it really builds on the quality of your team because now all of a sudden you know you've been through something with them or, or you've you've expressed something. We have tears that happen sometimes. And you know, people break down, and then everybody kind of rallies together. That community building is important, and that's part of I'm assuming what the EQ uh, and and the dispersonality uh, segments and and what your book is trying to portray. Am I about, am, am I uh, getting that about right?
4: yeah you're you're definitely on the mark with that uh we do a lot of work with teams uh as well as leaders individually uh and one of those first things that we always work with on teams is trying to help them understand the power of vulnerability Mm -hmm. uh, as well as with individual leaders uh all too often we still run into people who think vulnerability is a weakness Mm -hmm. uh, when the with the exact opposite is is true if we're working with other people our ability to actually be vulnerable to say i don't know or to say i messed something up deepens that relationship builds trust builds our ability to work better together going forward and uh it's a huge aspect of this and one of the things that's actually kind of critically important about kind of adding disc in with this eq thing is uh, in a lot of studies about eq uh, people would say they were highly emotionally intelligent but they actually had difficulty actually even identifying what emotions they were having and and mm-hmm. bringing that language of disk and the, the ability for people to more freely talk about behavioral patterns. There is no right or wrong style. There's mm-hmm. just style. It's just we, we all come from a different place. But being able to actually start that discussion about that helps all of us start to become a little bit more attuned to it, a little bit more aware of it, a little bit easier for us to kind of grow in our emotional intelligence by better understanding what those emotions are. Because until I can actually identify them and understand them, it's really hard to make different decisions. So-
2: Yeah, it's, it's actually, uh it, you know, when you talked about the different personality types uh, and and think about the solopreneur who's, who's going out there and trying to build a business and he's been doing things his own way every day for the last, I don't know how many years, bring somebody on board and almost expects that person to be flawless and perfect and perfect in everything they do. You know, he expects them to, you know, start at 5 a.m. and end at 9 p.m. like he does, you know, and, and there's a lot of this implied stuff, even though you don't say it, it's almost you're being implicit in the way that you're acting with that person and you never give that employee the opportunity to be themselves to, you know, put them in the right seat. James and I talked about this a long time for, for, for years as we developed our, our team, we're like, look, we got people, we got great people on our team. Now let's put them in the right seats. You know, we have them all on the bus. Okay. We are going in the same direction, but they're all not working to their strengths. So if, if people want to get to know you guys a little bit better, maybe, uh, you know, get a little more information about your book and about, uh, your courses and your teamwork, Ah, uh, do me a favor, can you guys hop on here and for our listening audience make sure that you tell them, you know, how they can get a hold of you to find out more to help develop their teams and their business.
3: Yeah, absolutely. The uh the book is called Solving the People Problem. It's available now on Amazon. The website, pretty easy, solvingthepeopleproblem.com. And from there you can contact us. Uh you can actually take a free Uh, Solving the People Problem Assessment. Just look for the link that says, what's my DISC-EQ? And that gives people an opportunity to take this free assessment that will give them an idea of where do they currently stand in those four elements around knowing your style, choosing your actions wisely, knowing other people's styles, and adapting your behavior. Those are the easiest places to go. We're also on LinkedIn. I'm on Brett M. Cooper at LinkedIn, and Evans is at Kerrigan at linkedin.com.
2: Evans with an S, ladies and gentlemen, it is not misspelled. I've I've grown up uh, being corrected on the on my own name, uh, and and for you know for a long time I was like, I wish I had a normal name. I wish I had a normal name. And then all of a sudden, like later on in life, we're like, you know what? This is me. Damn it! This is who I am. Enjoy it. <laughs> but uh, it is what it is, guys. I had a lot of fun with you guys on on the show. I mean, I appreciate you taking the time to come on. Uh, Brett, you got a ton of energy. Evans, you need to work on that. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. You're like James A. It's just different personality yep. types. But, uh, you know, again, thank you guys for coming on the show. Ladies and gents, make sure you check them out uh, on LinkedIn. And I'm going to put this on the on the screen one more time because I lost it here. There it is. Boom. LinkedIn. Brett M. Cooper and Evans Kerrigan. Check them out. Solvingthepeopleproblems.com. And do me a favor, ladies and gents, you want to be on the show. We have an eight week waiting list to be on the show and I don't want you to wait eight weeks. So yeah, if you want to wait, book eight weeks in advance, I mean, that's we're looking at December. That's that's quite a ways. Or you can jump on our waiting list, www.businessbros.biz slash last minute. Hop on there. I'll send you a last minute email. Sometimes you get an hour. Sometimes you get a day. Sometimes you get a week. But you'll be able to jump the line. And those things go quick. I get emails after that being like, it was three minutes and it's already gone. Sorry, <laughs> you got to be quick with the trigger on that one. But make sure you guys hit us up, rate, subscribe, and follow us at Business Bros Pod. We appreciate you guys very much. All right, ladies and gents. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday afternoon. Peace. And gentlemen. Thanks guys. Thanks. And we're out.
1: Thank you for listening to the business bros podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan the business bro can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting and James the insurance bro with pipeline insurance can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business.